we blessed by the divine wonderful seeing you all today in this session where we are going to discuss about origin of man and biomagnetism first let us take the subject origin of man let us try to understand what our guru yogira shri vedatri maharishi proposed as the theory of origination of man in this we are going to discuss the exact origin of man the sixth sense that seems to separate the man from animals and how consciousness prevails in human beings in the form of cognition experience discrimination and helps us to grow from faith to understanding to finally realization we will also understand specific gravity this specific gravity is very unique and uniquely defined by our guru swami ji vedatri maharishi first the origin of man we have needs we have needs to survive to clothe to eat to protect ourselves to shelter we need protection against enemies of other living beings we have needs to grow we have needs to live we have needs that needs to be identified and satisfied either by us or by our parents or by the society we also have the need to be loved and to share our love with other living beings we love to have respect and give respect and finally we also want a need to realize who we are where we have come from where we are going and what is god and who is god and how did he transform himself or how did he become what he is today and how did he create so many different forms of living beings providence provides for all of these needs providence provides therefore it is providence is it not providence has everything that we need it gives us the shelter food need gives us relationships friends it gives us all that we need to learn about ourselves about nature about the providence itself it is functioning as consciousness within us with which we are able to realize who we are what we are doing and how we have come to be who we are today on this planet earth it gives us our origin and our destiny all of these are waiting to be realized intuitively providence functions as intuition itself an ape like animal perhaps and a lion like animal perhaps must have mated according to the theory proposed by our guru swami ji vedatri maharishi a man like offspring was born the offspring then mated with the mother ape and the human race began to develop humans began to multiply in large numbers eventually the ape like qualities reduced and human like qualities developed 
in the process providence imposed three rules these are the three self imposed rules until then these three rules were not prevalent were not imposed heavily on the planet earth but once the providence produced or transformed itself into human beings there were three self imposed rules animals of different species do not mate even if they do fertilization do not occur even if the fertilization occurs and if the offspring is born it is sterile so therefore further provocation of the same cross species may not be possible you can see it today which is why apes and humans do not mate even if they mate they do not fertilize even if they fertilize an offspring is not born even such rare scenarios two species mate and an offspring is born that offspring happens to be sterile we have it, we have it in the history of the evolution of this particular world even in recent times you have seen similar cases the sixth sense is very unique to human beings providence decided that human is the last step in the evolution of itself in the transformation of itself evolution perhaps is not the correct word to use transformation of the universal almighty force into various life forms and finally evolving as human beings or transforming itself into human beings is the correct way of thinking about this we can clearly see that there is perceptual ability for the sake of living in the minds of all living beings for instance a lion will not eat let us say grass a tiger will not eat fruit because it cognizes that the fruit or the grass is not edible for it this is for survival purposes alone these are the very basic requirement but man is able to utilize his power of perception to distinguish between what is good and what is bad for him not just at a physical level at a functional mental level but also at a spiritual level he is able to believe in a set of concepts such as let us say the vedatriyam concepts a dog cannot believe in vedatriyam or any other philosophy for that matter man is not only able to believe and have faith in a set of theorems he is able to develop his understanding consciousness is functioning as the mind as the sixth sense helping the man to grow from having faith and develop understanding not only is he able to understand he is also able to realize as intuition as inner vision as inner realization the truth behind what has been taught to him he is able to question it 
he is able to use the power of intuition which is functioning within him as the transformed state of the consciousness itself conscientious conscience consciousness is functioning in a dynamic state in his mind helping him to grow from faith to understanding to realization in the process we begin to realize the greatness of consciousness itself consciousness is available everywhere it is available in every panchabhuta elements it is available as or it is functioning as pattern precision regularity even in the formative dust particle the almighty force with plenum time force and consciousness due to self compressive nature of the almighty force evolved into the formative dust particle even within the formative dust particle there is precise amount of divine fluid that is entrapped within the formative dust the formative dust begins to spin at a precise manner with a specific pattern and as the acceleration increases the divine fluid begins to overflow in a specific manner and transforms itself into panchatan matras all of these are divine drama that is taking place with a pattern a precision regularity humans began to realize this they saw the natural elements around him they saw sun moon water fire and realized that all of them are functioning with a specific law of nature as they began to wonder at the evolution of nature they began to grow even more understanding into the designs of the divine and they realized that the divinity itself has transformed itself into various living forms initially it was only the belief it was only faith that somewhere there is a power beyond us there is rain that is coming there is water that is giving us the sustainability on planet earth there is sun that is shining its rays on our earth there is air that is giving us breathing capacity there are materials on earth materials that are there they saw all of these panchabhuta elements and began to question there must be a force uh, which is primordial origin which is almighty behind all of these natural phenomenons and then they realized that the only true way to realize himself realize the truth behind all these wonderful natural evolutionary states is to reduce the frequency of the mind from an active beta stage above 14 cycles per second down to alpha for 8 to 13 cycle and from there down to theta 
4 to 7 and again further down to delta 1 to 3 cycles per second. As he developed various techniques for reducing the mental frequency, he began to live one with the divinity. Thereby, the consciousness began to reach its full potential and he called this way of living yoga. Yoga is about living one with that superconsciousness. As man began to realize the superconsciousness is functioning with a precise, unfailing law of nature, he also began to realize that he is a fractional consciousness of the total consciousness. Swamiji says this in a very beautiful statement. There is no effect without a cause. The effect is innate in the cause. This is the law of nature. The results manifest in time, depending on the nature of the deed. Time is a characteristic of the primordial force. When we sow a seed, we will reap the reward in the due course of time. Some seeds will sprout within a few hours. Some will take a few days. Some will take a few weeks. As they sprout into plants, the plants will grow into trees over a period of time. And these trees will begin to bear fruits and they will produce seeds which will once again germinate and the cycle of life continues. This manifestation of results in time, depending on the nature of the deed, depending on the nature of the seed, as in this example, is inherently present, is innate within the seed itself. There is no need for us to program it with an artificial intelligence into the seed. Intelligence Consciousness functions as the precise unfailing law of cause and effect inside every seed, therefore inside every cause, every action, every thought, every word, every deed of ours is innately embedding within itself the precise result according to the time as needed by the nature in the cause itself. Therefore, we must become conscientious. We must practice yoga, reduce the frequency, go to the subtlest levels of the frequencies, realize who we are and live one with that almighty force. That and that alone is the purpose of our birth. Let us now explain Specific gravity as proposed by our Guru. This is a beautiful and I will personally consider this, or I do personally consider this as the most brilliant concept proposed by our Swamiji. Specific gravity as physicists know is relative density. 
they say they count the number of electrons protons neutrons or the or the density of this within a given volume and say okay what is the mass right let's say 1 liter of water contains 1 kilogram of weight or mass therefore specific gravity is 1 around 1.99 something with relation to this water with relation to the water they then count the density of other liquid forms usually this is used for liquid calculations but swami ji did not limit his identity his his theory swami ji did not limit his concept of specific gravity to counting the volume versus mass he went beyond that he said everything moves according to its specific gravity he even proposed that the fact that heavier larger mass of formative dust or akashic subatomic energy particles such as protons and neutrons forming the nucleus of that particular element that is born namely let us say an atom in this example is according to specific gravity let us try to understand this from a different point of view the almighty static state due to its self compressive surrounding pressure force due to its own pressing nature surrounding pressure force nature compressed itself a fold is formed fold is further compressed and it starts to spin and becomes the formative dust particle and within it there is specific quality and quantity of the divine divine fluid of that mighty divine fluid that is entrapped within that particular formative dust particle and therefore it creates the first definition or the concept of specific gravity specific amount of gravity the almighty divine mighty fluid is now present within the formative dust itself now imagine many such formative dust particles come together all of them will start to form a nakashic cloud otherwise called as an electron the subatomic energy particle also contain within itself a specific quality and a quantity of that mighty divine fluid and as the formative dust particles get ejected from the electrons they bring along with it as an overflow mechanism the specific amount and quality of the mighty divine fluid that it is entrapped with which then transforms itself into magnetism therefore as the mighty specific gravity begins to reduce or begins to alter its characteristic namely quantity and quality the electron slows down and becomes proton and they have to go to the center because the specific gravity is now changed within the functioning element of an atom suddenly now you have a proton and an electron likewise as gases are formed <clears throat> as hydrogen is formed as oxygen is formed helium is formed these gases also have their center 
<coughs> whichever is heavier element whichever is slower spinning will form the nucleus whichever is lighter and faster spinning becomes the satellite likewise you can see heavier elements are going to the center in the universe in the galaxies even in the solar system the sun is the heaviest element in our solar system mercury venus earth saturn mars jupiter all of these are spinning around the central sun moon which is a lighter element in nature compared to the earth becomes a satellite of the earth you can see similar arrangement in the molecules in the atoms even within the atom according to our swami ji the same specific gravity functions with an unfailing law which says the rotation of this particles causes the heavier particle to come to the center and the lighter particles are in the periphery therein lies the fantastic divine magnetism at play it is the same magnetism that is functioning with the specific gravity inside man as law of nature it regulates the mind it regulates the actions words thoughts and deeds it gives us results of our actions in the form of pain pleasure peace or ecstasy and we therefore become the product of our own mind to god the great player every life is a pawn on the board he moves them removes them blesses them who among the born is capable of questioning his actions we have to believe we have to understand we have to realize realization is the ultimate end goal of every human birth the almighty force has transformed itself into millions of life forms over billions of years of transformatory stages to finally arrive as you and me we are no different from that almighty force we are a fractional concept of the totality called divinity as the fraction demands the totality supplies it is ready to supply everything that we need from our physical need to mental need to social need and finally the one and the only need with which we are born self realization this marks the end of the first part of our session i want to ask you if you have any questions feel free to unmute yourself before we move on to biomagnetism varshavalamudan